It is 4.30 p.m. on the 30th of August, 2020. Uh, I'm just rolling on from the recording I just finished as I'm audiobooking Enoch. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at time of posting. And in case you did not just listen to the one which uh, is first. Uh, this is reading of the book of Enoch, which uh, predates the Torah, Old Testament, and all those books, and is an enormous influence on all of them. Uh, the text that I'm reading from is attached to the description with this podcast. And uh, as you can see, it's also in the subject line or the title line for the thing, uh, ancienttexts.org. I'm reading that translation, which is necessarily incomplete because uh, this book is from among the Dead Sea Scrolls. And uh, for the little context, in case you have not learned about the books of Enoch yet, or because we're sort of being thrown into the middle of it where I'm picking up from, but uh, Enoch is the great grandfather of Noah from the Bible and everything happening in these books is around and taking place before uh, the flood. The uh, big vocab word, I don't know if it would even fit on a Scrabble board, but the word is antediluvian, uh, before the flood. And we are hearing in greater detail uh, the story that occurs in uh, the book of Genesis chapter 6, where the angels come down uh, and they uh, have offspring with human women that are considered sinful in the eyes of the Lord and are part of the reason for the great flood. That's pretty much all that you will hear about it from the book you can find in your bedside drawer if you're in a hotel or motel right now. But uh, Enoch has more of the story, so buckle up and uh, get ready for <laughs> some continual revelation. Oh, and uh, I finished the last one with chapter 11 from the Book of the Watchers, which is the first book here. And uh, there's a line that I like a lot here, which uh, uh, where God is saying somewhere in reference to the coming flood and stuff going on that truth and peace shall be associated together 
throughout all the days of the world and throughout all the generations of men. I like that a lot. It's interesting and it's simple and it's obviously a biblical mode of thinking, although of course uh, the point of all of this is that uh, <laughs> well, let's get back to chapter 12, shall we? <laughs> Before these things, Enoch was hidden, and no one of the children of men knew where he was hidden and where he abode or abided and what had become of him. And his activities had to do with the watchers and his days were with the holy ones. And I, Enoch, was blessing the Lord of majesty and the king of the ages. And lo, the watchers called me, Enoch the scribe, and said to me, Enoch, thou scribe of righteousness, go, declare to the watchers of the heaven who have left the high heaven, the holy eternal place, and have defiled themselves with women, and have done as the children of earth do, and have taken unto themselves wives, ye have wrought great destruction on the earth, and ye shall have no peace nor forgiveness of sin, and as inasmuch as they delight themselves in their children, the murder of their beloved ones shall they see, and over the destruction of their children shall they lament, and shall make supplication unto eternity, but mercy and peace shall ye not attain. Chapter 13 And Enoch went and said, Hang on, sorry. And said, Azazel, thou shalt have no peace. A severe sentence has gone forth, against thee to put thee in bonds, and thou shalt not have toleration nor request granted to thee. Sorry if you're hearing that squeaking. It's the chair, the desk, the world is an imperfect place. <laughs> um, and who knows, maybe Enoch had a squeaky chair too but not Azazel, because he has been thrown into the pit, into the cauldron of God. Um, chapter 13. And Enoch went and said, Azazel, thou shalt have no peace. A severe sentence has gone forth against thee to put thee in bonds, and thou shalt not have toleration nor request granted to thee because of the unrighteousness which thou hast taught and because of all the works of godlessness and unrighteousness and sin which thou hast shown to men. Then I went and spoke to them all together and they were all afraid and fear and trembling seized them and they besought me to draw up a petition for them that they might find forgiveness 
and to read their petition in the presence of the Lord of heaven. For from thenceforward they could not speak with him, nor lift up their eyes to heaven for shame of their sins for which they had been condemned. Then I wrote out their petition and the prayer in regard to their spirits and their deeds individually and in regard to their requests that they should have forgiveness and length. And I went off and sat down at the waters of Dan in the land of Dan to the south of the west of Hermon. I read their petition till I fell asleep. And behold, a dream came to me and visions fell down upon me, and I saw visions of chastisement, and a voice came bidding me uh, to tell it to the sons of heaven and reprimand them. And when I awaked, I came unto them, and they were all sitting gathered together, weeping in Abel's jail, which, Abel's jail? Which is between, it's written as one word, but there are some typos in this text uh, online. And I'm looking for, oh, uh, Twitter, at time of posting. Uh, I welcome all conversation on this and other things. Uh, and as of the month of August, 2020, I am looking for a good paper-bound copy of this book and the things around it, but I'm not sure which one to get. So if anybody has suggestions, even if uh, you are hearing this after I probably have got it sorted out, I would be very interested for different versions uh, or collections of Enoch and other Apocrypha. Just saying. Uh, weeping in Abel's jail, let's say, which is between Lebanon and Senesacer, with their faces covered. And I recounted before them all the visions which I had seen in sleep, and I began to speak the words of righteousness and to reprimand the heavenly watchers. Okie doke. <laughs> I guess that's how Enoch rolls. Just, you know, laying it down against the watchers. Chapter 14. The book of the words of righteousness and of the reprimand of eternal watchers in accordance with the commands of the Holy Great One in that vision. I saw in my sleep what I will now say with the tongue of flesh and with the breath of my mouth, which the Great One has given to men to converse therewith and understand with the heart. As he has created and given to man the power of understanding the word of wisdom, so hath he created me also and given me the power of reprimanding the watchers, the children of heaven. I wrote out your petition, and in my vision it appeared thus, that your petition will not be granted unto you throughout all the days of eternity, 
and that the judgment has been finally passed upon you. Yea, your petition will not be granted unto you, and from henceforth you shall not ascend into heaven unto all eternity, and in bonds of the earth the decree has gone forth to bind you for all the days of the world. And that previously you shall have seen the destruction of your beloved sons, and ye shall have no pleasure in them, but they shall fall before you by the sword. And your petition on their behalf shall not be granted, nor yet on your own, even though you weep and pray and speak all the words contained in the writing which I have written. And the vision was shown to me thus. Behold, in the vision clouds invited me, and a mist summoned me, and the course of the stars and the lightnings sped and hastened me, and the winds and the vision caused me to fly and lifted me upward and bore me into heaven. And I went in till I drew nigh to a wall which was built of crystals and surrounded by tongues of fire, and it began to affright me. And I went in to the tongues of fire and drew nigh to a large house which was built of crystals. And the walls of the house were like a tessellated floor made of crystals, and the groundwork was of crystal. Its ceiling was like the path of the stars and the lightnings, and between them were fiery cherubim, and their heaven was clear as water. A flaming fire surrounded the walls, and its portals blazed with fire. And I entered into that house, and it was hot as fire and cold as ice. There were no delights of life therein. Fear covered me, and trembling got hold upon me. And as I quaked and trembled, I fell upon my face. And I beheld a vision. And lo, there was a second house, greater than the former, and the entire portal stood open before me, and it was built of flames of fire. And in every respect it so excelled in splendor and magnificence and extent that I cannot describe to you its splendor and its extent. And its floor was of fire, and above it were lightnings and the path of the stars, and its ceiling also was flaming fire. And I looked and saw therein a lofty throne, its appearance was as crystal, and the wheels thereof as the, as the shining sun, and there was the vision of cherubim. And from underneath the throne came streams of flaming fire, so that I could not look thereon. And the great glory sat thereon, and his raiment shone more brightly than the sun, and was whiter than any snow. None of the angels could enter and could behold his face by reason of the magnificence and glory, and no flesh could behold him. The flaming fire was round about him, and a great fire stood before him, and none around could draw nigh him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him, 
yet he needed no counselor. And the most holy ones who were nigh to him did not leave by night, nor depart from him. And until then, I had been prostrate on my face, trembling, and the Lord called me with his own mouth and said to me, Come hither, Enoch, and hear my word. And one of the holy ones came to me and waked me, and he made me rise up and approach the door, and I bowed my face downwards. And that is the magnificent, mind-blowing fucking chapter 14 of the first book of Enoch and the Watchers. We go on. Chapter 15. And he answered and said to me, and I heard his, actually, you know what, that's fine. I'm going to cut that off and just have a recording only of chapter 16. That's good. Uh, to edit this up a bit later. Chapter, or uh, it is 4.46 p.m. on the 30th of August, 2020. And we go on, we go on. It is 6.18 p.m. on the 30th of August, uh, 2020. And I said right at the end of that one uh, that I was closing off with chapter 16. It was chapter 14. It needs to be that thing I just read, you just heard, and needs to be more widely discussed as absolutely chapter 14 of the first book of Enoch or the Watchers, whatever. Uh, and I have a call coming in something like 10 minutes, but I have a bit of time to keep reading. So I'm gonna pick it up. And uh, from the webpage, it looks like I'm halfway through the book. So I, uh, I'm gonna keep reading with chapter 15. And he answered, this being a capital H, he, and said to me, and I heard his voice, Fear not, Enoch, thou righteous man and scribe of righteousness, approach hither and hear my voice, and go, say to the watchers of heaven who have sent thee to intercede for them, you should intercede for men and not men for you. Wherefore, have ye left the high, holy, and eternal heaven, and lain with women, and defiled yourselves with the daughters of men, and taken to yourselves wives, and done like the children of earth, and begotten giants as your sons? Question mark. Rhetoric. And though ye were holy, spiritual, living the eternal life, you have defiled yourselves with the blood of women and have begotten children with the blood of flesh, and as the children of men have lusted after that phrase has got to be in here like at least ten times now or nearly however much the children of men 
and the Nephilim are such a focus of this, obviously, but just noting right there, it's an important phrase to this book. The children of men have lusted after flesh and blood as those who also do, who die and perish. Therefore, no. Need to... This is some heavy divine pronouncement stuff. And I don't know where the words, the weight of it all is supposed to land. Because this is a level of our like genetic mythology that's deeper than fucking Genesis. <laughs> Children of men have lusted after flesh and blood as those also do who die and perish. Therefore have I given them wives also that they might impregnate them and beget children by them, that thus nothing might be wanting to them on earth. But you were formerly spiritual, living the eternal life, and mortal for all generations of the world. And therefore, I have not appointed wives for you, for as the spiritual ones of the heaven, in heaven is their dwelling. And now the giants, who are produced from the spirits and flesh, shall be called evil spirits upon the earth, and on the earth shall be their dwelling. Evil spirits have proceeded from their bodies because they are born from men and from the holy watchers is their beginning and primal origin. They shall be evil spirits on earth and evil spirits shall there be called. And I need to know what the exact word right there is because this is a translation based on the general understanding of all of this, but that, that's a very important distinction, whether it's saying, like whether, what exactly it's saying there. Because like Nephilim is what we call them, but Nefesh is Hebrew for soul or spirit. And it's also the same word that means blood. It's that very complex, uh, language of biblical Hebrew, and they say that this is the thing they found was in Aramaic. So it may say evil spirits, but I'm very curious about the wording here. And for people listening to this who do not have more familiarity with literature like this, the translation of words like that is very important because it might change the significations and the the way that we are reading this in a lot of ways and also i feel very much right now like i am using my 
tongue of flesh and the breath of wherever it was Enoch just said that above uh, to communicate something that we all know or ought to know uh, already. And it's a little, it's a little odd that I don't know where the right pauses are because I'm very familiar with stories and where the emphases go and things, but this is the suppression of this is literally a crime against humanity of the human imagination and ability to understand what we are and the reality we inhabit. The story I'm reading shouldn't be new to any of us, and that is startling in itself. And I'm familiar with <laughs> Genesis, even for people who know that book and like know it, know, you know, not just God went, oh, wow, you know, people, people, I guess I'm just done with them. I'm just gonna flood the place and we'll start again, you know, like we know about the Nephilim and <laughs> their appearance and a bunch of other things, but this is like earth and sky shattering stuff. <laughs> wow. Um... So, chapter 15, verse, or line 10, they shall be evil spirits on earth, and evil spirit shall they be called. Future Adam, when you are hearing this, please do me and all of us a favor uh, and use the pause that I'm going to give you right here to... Uh, with the indulgence of anyone who is amused by this little experiment, this uh, storytelling fragmentary thing, uh, enlighten everybody, but the voice you're hearing now, does it say Shadim? Does it say Nefeshim? What is the word right there? Book of Watchers, chapter 15, verse 10. Well, I hope everybody except uh, for <laughs> the person making these sounds happen. I hope uh, the rest of you are continuously enlightened. Line 11. And the spirits of the giants afflict, oppress, destroy, attack, do battle, 
and work destruction on the earth and cause trouble. They take no food, but nevertheless hunger and thirst and cause offenses. And these spirits shall rise up against the children of men and against the women because they have proceeded from them. It's 6.29 p.m. coming on chapter 16, and I'm expecting a phone call, so I might just uh, pause this in just a minute or two, but I'm going to just keep reading till I get that call. Uh, from chapter 16. Um, sorry, also the alarms as always. Okay, cool. Appropriate. Okay, chapter 16. From the days of the slaughter and destruction and death of the giants, from the souls of whose flesh the spirits, having gone forth, shall destroy without incurring judgment. Thus shall they destroy until the day of the consummation, the great judgment in which the age shall be consummated over the watchers and the godless, yea, shall be wholly consummated. And now as to the watchers who have sent thee to intercede for them, who had been aforetime in heaven, say to them, You have been in heaven, but all the mysteries had not yet been revealed to you, and you knew worthless ones, and these in the hardness of your hearts you have made known to the women, and through these mysteries women and men work much evil on earth. Say lo to them, therefore, you have no peace. <laughs> Well, that's the end of this episode. Um, there, there are two big things to break down of what uh, of these four biblical lines. Uh, and I will give thanks to Maimonides and to Robert Alter regarding a bit of where these two comments come from. The... Uh, the stuff with the nefesh that I mentioned with it meaning blood and soul, that's Maimonides for sure. Uh, and uh, you can find that in the Guide for the Perplexed, of course, everyone should read. But in this first line of chapter 16, uh, the phrase from the souls of whose flesh the spirits having gone forth. Whatever exactly that is there, um, and you can pull apart from that very complex phrasing, uh, that has a similar resonance with Genesis uh, the way that that book uses the recurrence of 
as I know, uh, because of my name, <laughs> Adam, that uh, you can look at Genesis 4, line 10, uh, with Cain and Abel, that uh, Adam means man of the red earth, combining like Dom is blood and uh, earth and clay, you know, so the line, uh, your brother's blood cries out to me from the soil is an early instance of something you can find a lot in Genesis where the language itself is closely relating the words uh, Dom, Adam, whatever it is, because I don't speak, uh, I don't actually speak Hebrew. I uh, am very familiar with these texts, but whatever the original Hebrew of that line is, uh, to say your brother's blood cries out to me from the soil is saying brother, uh, dam, uh, tam, 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 adam. Like it's right there. And there's a thing here in this book that is older than Genesis where there's a similar wordplay going on. And there, uh, nod to Robert Alter, whose takes on Genesis and the David story and much else you should all look at for making biblical reading more entertaining and enlightening. Uh, these are the kind of things that he remarks upon and I've studied uh, for a long time, but he makes it a great deal of fun. And the souls of whose flesh, the spirits, uh, is some similar wordplay to your brother's blood cries out from the earth. In the original Hebrew or Aramaic, whatever you would call the language that this was written in, it has to look the same way on the page. I uh, will be deeply sorry if I've confidently said all of this and I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that the souls of whose flesh the spirits has got to sound something like nefesh hanefeshim shenefesh shesh and actually you know sounds beautiful because of however it's composed in the original language that was made for the tongues of man uh and on that note i shall let mine rest for now and start another recording for chapter 17. It is 6.36 p.m. on the 30th of August, 2020. Uh, hit me up, Twitter, at time of posting. Stay safe, be well. Zagazan. Six thirty-eight p.m., thirtieth of August, twenty twenty. Still expecting that call. I tied off the episode nicely at that 
spot, but I realized it's actually only 35 minutes to the record. So I'm going to have to do a little cutting. Uh, apologies for the first round of people hearing this, where you'll hear the end of that and then also this, because it's more important that I be getting this out and giving voice to this. Uh, but because chapter 17 through to chapter 36 is actually not that far on the page, I'm going to do it in the same episode. And also I would have to explain uh, all the stuff with the crystals and everything again uh, on an entirely new recording. I can just separate this stuff later and it'll all work out. But let's do this thing together. Say to them, therefore, you have no peace. End chapter 16. I want to come back and spend a lot of time breaking that down and looking down, looking at uh, the mechanics at this point in the text. But okay. Chapter 17. And they took and brought me to a place in which those who were there were like flaming fire. And when they wished, they appeared as men. And they brought me to the place of darkness and to a mountain, the point of whose summit reached to heaven. And I saw the places of the luminaries and the treasuries of the stars and of the thunder and in the uttermost depths where were a fiery bow and arrows and their quiver and a fiery sword and all the lightnings. And they took me to the living waters and to the fire of the west, which receives every setting of the sun. And I came to a river of fire, in which the fire flows like water, and discharges itself into the great sea towards the west. I saw the great rivers, and came to the great river, and to the great darkness, and went to the place where no flesh walks. I saw the mountains of the darkness of winter, and the place whence all the waters of the deep flow. I saw the mouths of all the rivers of the earth and the mouth of the deep. Chapter 18. I saw the treasuries of all the winds. I saw how he had furnished them, the whole creation, and the firm foundations of the earth. And I saw the cornerstone of the earth, I saw the four winds which bear the earth and the firmament of the heaven. And I saw how the winds stretch out the vaults of heaven and have their station between heaven and earth. These are the pillars of the heaven. I saw the winds of heaven which turn and bring the circumference of the sun and all the stars to their setting. I saw the winds on the earth carrying the clouds I saw the paths of the angels. I saw at the end of the earth the firmament of the heaven above. And I proceeded and saw a place which burns day and night, where there are seven mountains of magnificent stones, three toward the east and three toward the south. And as for those toward the east was of colored stone and one of pearl 
and one of Yasinth, and those toward the south of Redstone. But the middle one reached to heaven like the throne of God of Alabaster, and the summit of the ten or of the throne was of sapphire. That's line ten, excuse me. Uh, singular throne. <laughs> and I saw a flaming fire. And beyond these mountains is a region, the end of the great earth. There the heavens were completed. And I saw a deep abyss with columns of heavenly fire. And among them I saw columns of fire fall, which were beyond measure alike toward the height and toward the depth. And beyond that abyss, I saw a place which had no firmament of the heaven above and no firmly founded earth beneath it. There was no water upon it and no birds, but it was a waste and horrible place. And that might be the same word as in the very first line of Genesis when it says welter and waste or uh, uh, everything was form and void or everything was, yeah, a anyway, to him, something in there. Uh, I saw there seven stars like great burning mountains. And to me, when I inquired regarding them, the angel said, this place is the end of heaven and earth. This has become a prison for the stars and the host of heaven. And the stars which roll over the fire are they which have transgressed the commandment of the Lord in the beginning of their rising, because they did not come forth at their appointed times. And he was wroth with them and bound them till the time when their guilt should be consummated even for 10,000 years. Chapter 19. And Uriel said to me, Here shall stand the angels who have connected themselves with women, and their spirits assuming many different forms are defiling mankind, and shall lead them astray into sacrificing to demons as gods. Here shall they stand, till the day of the great judgment, in which they shall be judged, till they are made an end of. And the women also of the angels who went astray shall become sirens. And I, Enoch, alone saw the vision, the ends of all things, and no man shall see as I have seen. <laughs> well, that's sure, that's, that's something he could pretty confidently say, yeah. <laughs> and the uh, the phrasing there in the first line of chapter 19, or that very small, that was another chapter, uh, says sacrificing to demons as gods. That might be Corbinot uh, Hashadim something Balim or Baal. But that's that's important for like sort of the way people use those words, demons and gods and angels and what they think they are. Uh, 
but the idea of giving sacrifices to spirits, like to be clear, if it says right here, it says Shadim. And uh, we're talking about Baal as in like of false idols, other gods. Uh, that's a very concise way of conveying something that is extremely uh like last act of the guide for the perplexed that's that's like straight up merkaba right there um and that's a word uh as well that probably uh pops up uh in enoch a bunch I bet we've passed that a few times so far. But uh, let's hit chapter 20. And these are the names of the holy angels who watch. Uriel, one of the holy angels who is over the world and over Tartarus. Raphael, one of the holy angels who is over the spirits of men. Raguel, one of the holy angels who takes vengeance on the world of the luminaries. Michael, one of the holy angels, to wit, he that is set over the best part of mankind and over chaos. Saraquel, one of the holy angels, who is set over the spirits, who sin in the spirit. Gabriel, one of the holy angels, who is over paradise and the serpents and the cherubim. Remiel, one of the holy angels, whom God set over those who rise. Isn't he in Sandman? I think Neil Gaiman uses Remiel. Oh, oh yeah, no, of course he would be, and he would be. That's clever. Uh, yeah, his name means Thunder of God and something. Uh, this is from the Sandman wiki. Quick look. But uh, yeah, Ramiel. Chapter 21. Chapter 21. And I proceeded to where things were chaotic. And I saw there something horrible. I saw neither a heaven above nor a firmly founded earth, but a place chaotic and horrible. And there I saw seven stars of the heaven bound together in it, like great mountains and burning with fire. Then I said, for what sin are they bound, and on what account have they been cast in hither? Then said Uriel, one of the holy angels, who was with me, and was chief over them, and said, Enoch, why dost thou ask, and why art thou eager for the truth? These are of the number of the stars of heaven, which have transgressed the commandment of the Lord, and are bound here till ten thousand years, the time entailed by their sins, are consummated, and from thence 
I went to another place, which was still more horrible than the former, and I saw a horrible thing. And I'm not sure what word they're using there, but it appears like a dozen times in this one little passage. So it's definitely important and probably is a familiar word, the original, uh, or a lot of other words sound like it. <laughs> but a terrible, awful place. Uh, a great fire there which burnt and blazed, and the place was cleft as far as the abyss, being full of great descending columns of fire. Neither its extent or magnitude could I say, nor could I conjecture. Then I said, how fearful uh, is the place and how terrible to look upon. Then Uriel answered me, one of the holy angels who is with me, and said unto me, Enoch, why hast thou such fear and affright? And I answered, Because of this fearful place, and because of the spectacle of the pain. And he said unto me, This place is the prison of the angels, and here they will be imprisoned forever. Chapter 22 And thence I went to another place, and he mountain and of hard rock is what has been typed onto this web page. I'm not sure if that's correct or if it's not translated well there. But then also, th this is like cosmically mysterious uh, altogether. Um, and there was in it four hollow places, deep and wide and very smooth. How smooth are the hollow places and deep and dark to look at. Then Raphael answered, one of the holy angels who was with me, and said unto me, These hollow places have been created for this very purpose, that the spirits of the souls of the dead should assemble therein. Yea, that all the souls of the children of men should assemble here. And these places have been made to receive them till the day of their judgment, until their appointed period, till the period appointed, till the great judgment comes upon them. I saw the spirit of a dead man making suit. That phrase has appeared before, but whatever exactly that means the spirit of a dead man making suit, and his voice went forth to heaven and made... Oh, is it like lawsuit? Is it like, like it's a complaint to... Like they're complaining to God and this is like a spirit trying to appeal to God or something? I'm glad I'm getting this on tape to, or Kanahara, hypothetically, this part of it on tape for if any of these safe. Uh, <sighs> man. And I asked Raphael, the angel who is with me, and I said unto him, 
The spirit which maketh suit, whose is it, whose voice goeth forth and maketh suit to heaven? And he answered me, saying, Oh, a holy fuck. (laughs) Is not what Raphael said. He said, This is the spirit which went forth from Abel, whom his brother Cain slew, and he makes his suit against him till his seed is destroyed from the face of the earth, and his seed is annihilated from amongst the seed of men. The I asked regarding it, it says the I asked regarding it, and regarding all the hollow places, why is one separated from the other? And he answered me and said unto me, These three have been made that the spirits of the dead might be separated. And such a division has been made for the spirits of the righteous, in which there is the bright spring of water. And such has been made for sinners when they die and are buried in the earth, and judgment has not been executed on them in their lifetime. Here their spirits shall be set apart in this great pain, till the great day of judgment and punishment and torment of those who curse forever and retribution for their spirits. There he shall bind them forever. And such a division has been made for the spirits of those who make their suit, who make disclosures concerning their destruction when they were slain in the days of the sinners. Such has been made for the spirits of men who are not righteous, but sinners, who are complete in transgression, and of the transgressors they shall be companions. But their spirits shall not be slain in the day of judgment, nor shall they be raised from thence. The I bless the Lord of glory, and said, Blessed be my Lord, the Lord of righteousness, who ruleth forever. I'm still curious about that, the I, what another translation of this might look like, or what it's saying. But hey, I'm just doing my best to interpret these mysteries as I give them. (laughs) Chapter 23, and they are given unto me. From thence I went to another place, to the west of the ends of the earth, and I saw a burning fire which ran without resting, and paused not from its course day or night, but ran regularly. And I asked, saying, What is this which rests not? Then Raguel, one of the holy angels who was with me, answered me and said unto me, This course of fire which thou hast seen is the fire in the west which persecutes all the luminaries of heaven. Chapter 24 And from thence I went to another place of the earth, and he showed me a mountain range of fire which burnt day and night. And I went beyond it and saw seven magnificent mountains all differing from each the other, from the other, and the stones thereof 
were magnificent and beautiful, magnificent as a whole, of glorious appearance and fair exterior, three toward the east, one founded on the other, and three toward the south, one upon the other, and deep rough ravines, no one of which joined with any other. And the seventh mountain was in the midst of these, and it excelled them in height, resembling the seat of a throne, and fragrant trees encircled the throne. And amongst them was a tree such as I had never yet smelt, neither was amongst was any amongst them, nor were others like it. It had a fragrance beyond all fragrance, and its leaves and blooms and wood wither not forever, and its fruit is beautiful, and its fruit resembles the dates of a palm. Then I said to him, How beautiful is this tree and fragrant, and its leaves are fair, and its blooms very delightful in appearance. Then answered Michael, one of the holy and honored angels who was with me and who was their leader. And that is chapter 25, I guess, is the his whole answer or start of it. And he said unto me, Enoch, why dost thou ask me regarding the fragrance of the tree and why dost thou wish to learn the truth? Then I asked him, saying, I wish to know about everything, but especially about this tree. And he answered, saying, This high mountain which thou hast seen, whose summit is like the throne of God, uh, is his throne, where the Holy Great One, the Lord of glory, the Eternal King, will sit when he shall come down to visit the earth with goodness. And as for this fragrant tree, no mortal is permitted to touch it till the great judgment, when he shall take vengeance on all and bring everything to its consummation forever. It shall then be given to the righteous and holy. Its fruit shall be food for the elect, to the elect. It shall be transplanted to the holy place, to the temple of the Lord, the eternal King. Then shall they rejoice with joy and be glad, and into the holy place shall they enter, and its fragrance shall be in their bones, and they shall live a long time life on earth, such as thy fathers lived. And in their days shall no sorrow or plague or torment or calamity touch them, then blessed I, the God of glory, the eternal King, who hath prepared such things for the righteous and hath created them and promised to give to them. Chapter 26 And I went from thence to the middle of the earth, and I saw a blessed place in which there were trees with branches, abiding and blooming of a dismembered tree. And um, yeah, that I need to see in a comparative translations, a dismembered tree. Um, oh, and also hugely important question. 
Yeah, hugely, hugely important. Hmm. Okay. So, um, and there I saw a holy mountain by this dismembered tree, I guess. And underneath the mountain to the east, there was a stream and it flowed toward the south. And I saw toward the east, another mountain higher than this and between them, a deep and narrow ravine. In it also ran a stream underneath the mountain. And to the west thereof, there was another mountain lower than the former and of small elevation and a ravine deep and dry between them and another deep and dry ravine was at the extremities of the three mountains and all the ravines were deep and narrow being formed of hard rock and trees were not planted upon them and i marveled at the rocks and i marveled at the ravine Yea, I marveled very much. And he was able to express this. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Enoch. <laughs> what marvels yeah literally no man but me has seen as uh to see or imagine this is a trip and uh i hope you're enjoying your trip wherever this is reaching you these words this voice and some good vibes coming from this end of the recording on uh let's say it is 7 13 p.m august 30th 2020 <laughs> on our crazy wild earth <laughs> chapter 27 then said I, for what object is this blessed land, which is entirely filled with trees, and this accursed valley between? Then Uriel, one of the holy angels who was with me, answered and said, This accursed valley is for those who are accursed forever. Here shall all the accursed be gathered together, who utter with their lips against the Lord unseemly words, and of his glory speaks hard things. Here shall they be gathered together, and here shall be their place of judgment. In the last days there shall be upon them the spectacle of righteous judgment in the presence of the righteous forever. Here shall the merciful bless the Lord of glory, the eternal King. In the days of judgment over the former, they shall bless him for the mercy in accordance with which he has assigned them their lot. Then I blessed the Lord of glory and set forth his glory and lauded him gloriously.
Chapter 28 And thence I went toward the east, into the midst of the mountain range of the desert, and I saw a wilderness, and it was solitary, full of trees and plants, and water gushed forth from above. Rushing like a copious watercourse, which flowed toward the northwest, it caused clouds and dew to ascend on every side. Chapter 29 And thence I went to another place in the desert, and approached to the east of this mountain range. And there I saw aromatic trees, exhaling the fragrance of frankincense and myrrh, and the trees also were similar to the almond tree. Chapter 30 And beyond these, I went afar to the east, and I saw another place, a valley full of water. And therein there was a tree, the color of fragrant trees, such as the mastic. And on the sides of those valleys I saw fragrant cinnamon, and beyond these I proceeded to the east. Chapter 31 And I saw other mountains, and amongst them were groves of trees, and there flowed forth from them nectar, which is named Sarara and Galbanum. And beyond these mountains I saw another mountain to the east of the ends of the earth, whereon were aloe trees, and all the trees were full of stacti, being like almond trees. Stacti? Like... Okay. Google says it's part of the Solomon's Temple incense, the Keterat, specified in the book of Exodus, Exodus 30, 34. So... Alarm going off. Sorry. That was Exodus, I believe, 30, 34. And if Solomon comes into this, uh, I believe we're still a little bit before the time of Solomon with uh, Enoch being antediluvian and whatnot. But uh, we shall see. Uh, Stacti being like almond trees, and when one burnt it, it smelt sweeter than any fragrant odor. Chapter 32 And after these fragrant odors, as I looked toward the north over the mountains, I saw seven mountains full of choice nard and fragrant trees and cinnamon and pepper. And thence I went over the summits of all these mountains, far towards the east of the earth, and passed above the Arifrian Sea. I'm not going to try to spell or pronounce that. And went far from it, and passed over the angel Zodiel. And I came to the Garden of Righteousness, and from afar off trees more numerous than these trees, and great two trees there, very great, beautiful, and glorious, and magnificent, and the tree of knowledge, whose holy fruit they eat, and know great wisdom. 
that would be chapter 32 of the book of the watchers line uh three 32 line three clearly talking about the tree of knowledge as like one tree in the assortment here wherever exactly Enoch's here is <laughs> that tree is in height like the fir and its leaves are like those of the carob tree and its fruit is like the clusters of the vine very beautiful and the fragrance of the tree is oh carob it's like chocolate it's like a Oh, with pods and that kind of tree. Right, I know I know the word, the carob tree. Just trying to picture it. <laughs> its leaves are like those of the carob tree, and its fruit is like the clusters of the vine, very beautiful, and the fragrance of the tree penetrates afar. Then I said, how beautiful is the tree, and how attractive is its look. Then Raphael, the holy angel who was with me, answered me and said, This is the tree of wisdom, of which thy father old in years, and thy aged mother who were before thee have eaten. And they learnt wisdom, and their eyes were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they were driven out of the garden. Chapter 33 And from thence I went to the ends of the earth, and saw there great beasts, and each differed from the other. And I saw birds, also differing in appearance and beauty and voice, the one differing from the other. And to the east of those beasts I saw the ends of the earth, whereon the heaven rests, and the portals of the heaven open. And I saw how the stars of heaven come forth, and I counted the portals out of which they proceed, and wrote down all their outlets of each individual star by itself, according to their number and their names, their courses and their positions, and their times and their months, as Uriel, the holy angel who was with me, showed me. He showed all things to me and wrote them down for me. Also their names he wrote for me and their laws and their companies. And from thence I went toward the north to the ends of the earth. And there I saw a great and glorious device at the ends of the whole earth. And here I saw three portals of heaven open in the heaven. Through each of them proceed north winds when they blow, there is cold, hail, frost, snow, dew, and rain. And out of one portal they blow for good, but when they blow through the other two portals, it is with violence and affliction on the earth, and they blow with violence. Chapter 35 And from thence I went toward the west to the ends of the earth, and saw there three portals of the heaven open such as I had seen in the east, 
the same number of portals and the same number of outlets. Chapter 36. And from thence I went to the south, to the ends of the earth, and saw there three open portals of the heaven, and thence there came dew, rain, and wind. And from thence I went to the east, to the ends of the heaven, and saw here the three eastern portals of heaven open and small portals above them. Through each of these small portals pass the stars of heaven and run their course to the west on the path which is shown to them. And as often as I saw, I blessed always the Lord of glory, and I continued to bless the Lord of glory, who has wrought great and glorious wonders to show the greatness of his work to the angels and to spirits and to men, that they might praise his work and all his creation, that they might see the work of his might and praise the great work of his hands and bless him forever. And book watchers 7:24 p.m. 30th of August the year negative 3 million or 2020 or 1649 that I I don't even know the of the things to say or try to this is something I feel delighted and marveling at my first actually this is my first reading of this and i hope that you are also enjoying and intrigued with it and uh i am eager to record the other books of enoch and share whatever exactly it is that has been hidden because it's it's a lot of a lot of stuff. And if you want to discuss it, please, please reach out to me, Twitter, at time of posting, uh, whether you do or not, or have listened through the whole thing, or just uh, checked it out or skipped around. I hope that you are and stay well. Uh, please ignore the creaking friggin' desk. Uh, for all things, WD-40, gotta find that, but, uh, I don't know, maybe you can ask Enoch. <laughs> uh, I feel good, guys, girls, genders, whatever. You care to identify as, I know we're in a rocky, scary, weird place, uh, all of us right now, but I really, really feel that we are headed into a better direction and a lot of stuff is coming into the light.
we're in a better, we're inhabiting a better world with every single passing day. And I love you all and hope that you stay safe. It is 26, 7, 26 p.m. compulsively uh, of the 30th of August, 2020. Be well. Zagazent.